Dang, that's not loud enough. Crack. One, Is that recording? Two, three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another unscripted <laughs> screw up. You like my aggressive texting? Oh, yeah. I do. I think that could be an Instagram. I got a story. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I mean, this is probably people's favorite part of the episode, just the opening song, but let's just cut it. And cut it? N- I mean, not like cut it completely, but I obviously stopped it early there. Welcome to the Wet Bandits Podcast. We have some important business to get to. <laughs> um, let's talk about this morning's text where you said, hey, yo, let me know when you leave. Yeah. I told you I'd be here eight-ish, and I assume that the reason you asked is... Because originally we had said we'd meet between like eight and nine, uh-huh. and I said eight-ish. So like you don't want to just like sit by the front door and wait for me to arrive. But uh, I said that I'd be leaving in about five minutes. So what was I doing when you texted me? Pooping. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Very good. <laughs> I knew you'd know. <laughs> and I was it's just that universal <laughs> I'm pooping yeah. message. I was gonna text. I was gonna text. <laughs> I was gonna tell you that in the text, but then I'm like, nah, he'll be able to. Do <laughs> yeah. On the yeah. Uh, incidentally, it well, not incidentally, uh, it was nine minutes before I left. That was not because I took nine minutes to poop. It's because my daughter was up and she was making drawings and she had to show me some drawings cool. before I left. Yeah, they were cool. She's so funny. She's a mom. Her her mom is like, oh, show daddy what you did. And she's like, here, daddy. And she shows me both sides and then throws it on the floor and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So welcome to the Web Bandits <laughs> podcast where um, we screw up the theme song intro on the reg mm-hmm. and, uh, and cut off that theme song intro to tell poop stories. Uh, we are also two-fifths of the Web Bandits, the greatest 90s cover yeah. band in the world. Um, we, on this podcast, cover 90s discographies. Uh, we look to see how those bands change, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worst. Um, and ultimately, we want to revisit some of the things that we really liked at the time, some things that we did not, and hopefully breathe a little life into some of the things that maybe we misjudged at the time. Um, also... We don't say this every intro, but also, I think, I think that I feel like what's becoming a little bit of a mission, at least for me, I don't know about for you, but uh, the, the unanswerable question is, not the unanswerable question, an unanswer- a single unanswerable mm. question is what makes a great album great. So sometimes I think we look for a little je ne sais quoi yeah. with these to see like, okay, if we like this one, well, why? Because there's lots of albums we like that might not seem similar in any way, shape, or form. And outside of just like whether you like rap or rock or metal or pop or whatever, um, a great rock album has some distinct elements. And it would be nice to kind of not – I shouldn't say it would be nice because you don't need a formula like you just gotta feel it. Yeah. But, um, but sometimes I like to know why I like something, or at least I like to be able to try to pinpoint mm-hmm. because that is a question that I'll get at. Like 
and I ask people like, why do you like this? I don't understand. So it's nice if there can be some level of understanding as to like, well, what is it that you like about this? And that's kind of what we talk about sometimes with specific songs. Like, um, we say, I've said it a million times. Like one thing I really like about, you know, song X is that I'll have, I'll be listening with someone who hasn't heard it before and I'll have to rewind and be like, no, 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 listen to that. Mm -hmm. So, um, looking at that on a more, uh, macroscopic level with an entire album is an interesting exercise too okay whoa today today what um hold on hold on let me bring up my spreadsheet the good old spreadsheet. the good old you know what else we need i so we're on spotify now i mentioned this lot we are on apple podcasts duh Google Podcast, which I don't know if anybody uses. I haven't heard of that. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. Really? Yeah, I got an app on my phone. Hell yeah, dude. I'm downloading that shit. Yeah. Um, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yep. What else? Uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. I knew there was another. So we're on those things. Um, and we often talk about the YouTubes. Like, for instance, today I'm not wearing a hat and I don't have I, my hair buzzed off. You can listen to our previous episode to find out why. It's great Do You Lie <laughs> yeah, segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. Where was I going? Lost one. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. We often talk about YouTube. Mm-hmm. And YouTube, ha- there are people probably... Logging on by the dozen mm-hmm. <laughs> just to look at our YouTube and be like, let's watch this and and not finding anything. And that is because every time recently that I've uploaded our video, the audio has been a disaster. Oh, yeah. Like a staticky <laughs> disaster. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not here to like whine and cry. But I do want to explain why sometimes we're in, our episodes aren't on YouTube, even though we talk about them being on YouTube. Or if they are on YouTube, you know, I'm like, hey, look at my hair or lack thereof. And then you go on YouTube and it's just a like st- solid picture of our logo with mm-hmm. the album we're covering. Um, and that's why, because the audio is not usable. So what we have to do is upload a picture and then upload the audio that if you're listening to just a podcast right now, that you're listening to. I think it's time to give these people a little bit of insight as to how this is working for us. Okay. So we have the most complicated soundboard in, in <laughs> podcasting in okay? history, in history. Okay. <laughs> like there are podcasts that make a lot more money that spend a lot less money on their soundboard. And that's because we're the greatest nineties cover band yeah. in the world. And we need a killer soundboard <laughs> killer. Yeah. So we have this soundboard and we use it for both because we're, why spend money on a new, smaller, easier-to-use soundboard? <laughs> so we have this soundboard, and I think some people might find this interesting. Otherwise, we're losing all our listeners. But, you know, you came here for a real music podcast, uh-huh. I think, and so we're giving you the real guts of what makes this happen. So uh, what we do now, which is different from what we used to do, is we run... at you know, these microphones go into the soundboard along with the uh, whatever sound comes out of my laptop. We can hear the, that stuff in our headphones at a certain uh, at certain 
levels. So like my voice is probably louder in my headphones than it is in Sam's because I like to hear myself and I barely want to hear what you have <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah, I know, dude. Sam likes to have the music <laughs> boo on 11. I don't know if that's true. I, I wonder whose music is louder. Dude, if you don't live life to 11. Right, then what's the yeah. effing point? Seriously. Right? Um, so then... What we have, what that means when we have different levels here is that we have different monitor mixes. So, like, we can adjust what the levels are for each of us individually. What goes into the camera is a master outlet. It's also a monitor mix, but it's it's what is supposed to be the exact same level that we mix to have for people to listen to when the podcast is actually like uploaded to. The cloud or whatever. <laughs> the cloud. So, so I know that the problem is either in the cable that we're using or it's in the camera or it's in the level that we're inputting into the camera because the audio on the camera is supposed to be exactly the same as what you get on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not. When you when I upload that vi- or download that video to my computer, it's and then like our voices, yeah, and it is horrible. It's horrible. So I don't know how to fix it. There's probably YouTube people that know how to fix mm-hmm. it. They're probably like your camera's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but what this, you know, like all things in the circle of life, the circ- you know, all things are cyclical hashtag get us a producer is the theme there. So um, if you're, I I recently read it. Oh, New Year's just happened. Yeah. I mean, what day is today? Oh, it's less than two weeks ago. And a lot of people were putting out that like 10 years ago, I was, you know, a bloated, you know, drug addicted, you know, whatever. And now I'm the CEO of, you know, Simple Truth. By Kroger. Just kidding. That is not. That's not slander. I don't. I was just. I dude. saw your water bottle. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> dude, Kroger's the tits, dude. Yeah. I think that's Kroger, right? That is Kroger. Yeah. Simple truth is definitely Kroger. Um, yeah. Dude, you know what's crazy? Tell me. It's like we om- we have almost known each other for ten years. If you round it up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you you know? rounded up four years. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I didn't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's true. That is crazy. You didn't come to my wedding. You were dude. like sick or something. Dude, I got my wisdom teeth out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That is, well, what it is, is I invited you too late. Right? Yeah, dude, I could have rescheduled that. Right, right. I don't, <laughs> I'm when, just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. You probably got more than... It's possible you got less than a month notice. It's possible. I'm not sure, but not a lot. I should have given you more. I do remember. Dude, are you hurt by that? No. If I was going to be hurt, I'd be hurt by Josh not coming <laughs> because he had no reason not to go. He was like in, he went to Pittsburgh or something. But I'm not hurt by that either um, because truth be told, I, I almost didn't invite you. The reason, because we hadn't been a band that long. Yeah. That's really why. Because it was like, we had a packed house. It, it was like, you could only have 175 people in the room. And we had invited like 200, oh, like yeah. knowing that not everyone shows up. So it's like, 
with every additional person that you might invite, it's like, mm. ooh, you might cause a problem. Um, so, um, so yeah, it was like, we kind of barely knew, not just like each other, I knew Jeff. And obviously Danny, because we had gone to college together, but Danny and I weren't like friends. Mm-hmm. Jeff was the only person who was like invited from the beginning. And then you and Josh, it was like, well, do we invite them? Like, honestly, the invite was more of like an investment. Like, <laughs> that's what a horrible way to say that. No, I, like, what I mean is, like, I knew that uh, it was going to last beyond yeah. that year. So it was like, certainly if this was next year, we'd be inviting them. So it seems silly not to this time. Mm. So you were like the last, but it wasn't because you were the worst or it was because it was just time. Yeah. Bad timing. Yeah. So anyway, why were we talking about my wedding and dude, your wisdom teeth? Cause you're just like, fuck you dude. You didn't come to my wedding. Yeah. Oh, 10 years ago. Cause yeah. you were like, we've known each other for 10 yeah. years. Um, but, uh, my favorite podcast, their producer was like 10 years ago. I was homeless and he wasn't addicted to drugs, but he was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, and then I started producing podcasts for free and now blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't know that they're like raking in money, mm. but they're the number three podcast. I shouldn't say they are ranked very high. <laughs> I don't want to give away. <laughs> yeah, I talk about it all the time. It's blank check. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. Um, he tweeted it on a public forum. So, um, so, yeah, they're the number three podcast by Time Magazine. So, like, they're oh. a famous podcast now. Um, so, if you're homeless, but you know something mm. about podcasts, yeah. and you want to do it for Come free, we, over. <laughs> we could use you. <laughs> um, even if you're not. You could put it on your resume. Yeah, put it on your resume. Yeah. Worked, produced a podcast out of the goodness of my heart, for free podcast downloaded by literally 10 of people. Just kidding. Downloads are much higher than that. In fact, we're killing it this month. Like a million? Not a million, but, and I won't get into specifics, but it's January 12th and we've almost had our highest download month ever Sweet, already. Dude. Yeah. So, you know what? There's not enough heartfelt thanks on podcasts, but you know what? Thank you for listening and obviously passing it along to someone else because we don't do the social media very well. <laughs> so, But that's peop- our challenge. Yeah, that's our challenge. 2020 resolution. Challenge each other to make some sweet uh, social media posts. But um, obviously, people are telling other people about it. So, so our success is your success, is what I'm saying. I got something to say. Go for it. Um, I would like to um, amend my tool... Uh, rankings. Oh my God! Do you remember what they were? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give the old rankings first? I think it was the new one, Fear Inoculum. Number one. Yeah. Or, okay. And uh, Lateral Alice. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Anima. Yep. Then Opiate. Then Undertow. Okay. So. Dude, they, my, I. Oh, am, I forgot. Ten thousand days. Yeah. I think that was third that sounds right yeah i'm waiting with bated breath basically i'm just flipping Ten Thousand days in lateral alice 
Really? 10,000 yeah. Days is number two? Yep. Now, I don't remember mine either because I wasn't prepared for this bombshell news. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure that I also had the new one, 10,000 Days. Yeah. Uh, I think I went pretty much in order of release. Oh. Like, like I kept saying that they were getting better. As yeah. Went, except I might have had Undertow before Opiate. I might have had Opiate last. I don't know. I can't remember, but it's not that important. But what that means is uh, that if I'm right, then now our top whatever yeah. are aligned. More aligned, aligned like the planets. That's right. But yeah, Ooh. I was listening to 10,000 Days. I'm like, yeah, this is better than Lateral Alice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I like the wing, Wings for Marie. Is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah. Um, I... Not to d- go over an old episode, you can uh, go back to, oh, geez. You can go back to episode uh, eight of season three, uh, released August 27th of 2019 to hear the 10,000 Days episode. Um, that one's a little long for me, mm. um, but, you know... Maybe it's just getting older, but I do. I can tolerate it more now. Yeah, I can wait longer for the like little payoff. Um, but yeah, we're not here to talk about that yes. as much as I. Sorry, like to. dude. No, it's okay. We need to move because we're almost twenty minutes in, and we <laughs> don't even know what episode we're talking about. <laughs> Except you do, because when you downloaded this yeah. episode, you saw that this episode is Foo Fighters, Echoes. Silence, patience, and grace. And we're gonna refer I'm gonna refer to it as echoes from here echoes. on because that's a mouthful. This is their one, two, three, four, five, sixth release, sixth studio release. Um it came out on September twenty-fifth, two thousand seven. Um we like to do this because it we can get a like glimpse of the uh the popular music landscape at the time number one song on september 25th 2007 was stronger by kanye west don't know it ah uh, you have to it's oh, the one really? that sounds like daft punk oh really yep even i know that i thought that was daft punk bro um i think is it maybe a sample i have no idea hold on dude this could really be something that like I am embarrassed forever is on the podcast <laughs> that, I, that if I, that if you're just right and I'm totally up a creek about <laughs> what this song is, people are going to be like, I can't believe Mike thought that that Daft Punk song was Kanye. <laughs> so here's the YouTube ad. Wait for it. As we r- really risk copyright infringement, because we're going to have to listen to this for a couple seconds. What? Stronger by Kanye to make oh. sure that I knew what I was talking about. Good news, I was right. So, you know that song. Is it possible that that is Daft Punk? Like, it's a Daft Punk, uh, Kanye collaboration? Collab? Yeah. I'm having a hard time thinking and spitting some things out today, you know? Because it's so early in the the morning. the best of us, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Now I'm Googling the... Like, I partied hard last night. Uh, I'm 
now starting to like it's like a train starts out slow but once you get going yeah the the train keeps it rolling yeah would you like to know i've confirmed it it that is daft punk and it's just a daft punk sample yeah so we were both right yeah gosh no wonder so many people listen to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) all right echoes silence patience and grace Number oh yeah, September twenty fifth, two thousand seven. No more one mainstream rock song. The Pretender. No. What? Do you want to do you want to guess? You'll like it. What? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. That's right. Death Magnetic. Correct. Hell yeah! Metallica. No no no. Remember, this is the number one song, so it's not Death Magnetic. Oh, uh, Day That Never Comes. Correct, sir. Very good. Hell yeah. Number one album, Graduation by Kanye West. So. Uh, like often happens, we find that the number one song and the number one album go together, but not always. So, um, Echoes, as we're, like I said, as we're calling it, actually goes to number two on the U.S. charts. It, it's number one in many countries. Um, but, oh, I'm sorry, number three was the highest chart position for Echoes. And, and I said on a previous episode, I think, I might have just said it to you off mic, but, but whatever the case... Total album sales, like all album sales for any, you know, for, for all music has gone down for the Foo Fighters. And so I think that I always assumed that they were becoming less and less popular, but they're getting more and more popular. Mm-hmm. This is like their highest or second highest charting album ever. And their top selling albums, which are The Color and the Shape and, their, and Foo Fighters, the self-titled and There's Nothing Left to Lose, they never even sniffed this high up Hmm. on the chart so um kind of strange and kind of kind of an interesting look at how at our interpretation of of popularity and you know you know it's always like a badge of honor when you were on a band early like oh i Mm -hmm. liked them before anybody else did yeah and there's an element to that that i'm seeing with the foo fighters where I don't feel this way. I don't care that other people like Foo Fighters. Mm -hmm. But, like, I stopped really caring about Foo Fighters after their second album. Yeah. And because there's nothing left to lose I was not inspired by. I did like one by one. But then I literally never listened to anything Mm -hmm. else they did except what was on the radio. And, And I assumed that their popularity was kind of like, because I didn't care... Um, there are bands I do care about liking before other people did, but not Foo Fighters. And so because I didn't care, I just assumed that like, basically, I know not my tastes don't align with everyone's, but I assumed that basically the trend for them across all people would be similar to mine. Whereas like, you know, they get stale and people just like mm. kind of stop caring about what they do as they get older and, and whatever. But it's been like the opposite. Yeah. Like I was into them when they weren't popular mm. and now they're very popular. Um, you sounded like you were, you had something to add. Maybe. Oh, I just think their music's better now. I don't want to put the cart before the ho- horse, but I think you're probably right. That because I didn't listen to a lot of this and because we're always, I'm sorry, I should explain more because I stopped listening to Foo Fighters in general mm. and we're always kind of like behind the eight ball to try to release these. We're by now we're getting ahead a little bit, which is good, but recording two episodes a week and stuff. But that means I don't get as much time to listen to these as I maybe like, but 
I am getting the sense that I am starting to prefer new stuff to old. Um, for the most part. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't think, I think that wraps up what I would say about this. So anyway, echoes, silence, patience, and grace. Um, oh boy. So the most, (laughs) is the first song on an album, the most important song? Sometimes. Well, I kind of want you to make a definitive statement. I don't want you to say sometimes. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I think so, too. So the first song that they release is the first single. That's You'll know it. It's Pretender. So you just put it in, and this is what's happening. Right. Yep. Or on your turntable. Yeah. Start in the middle of the song. Up. You started it too fast. Mike doesn't. <laughs> Mike doesn't recognize it. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like the chipmunk version. <laughs> okay, so. Kind of like what we did with uh, Best of You. You guys know this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not, if you're listening to this, you know The, pers- the Pretender. Um, at least probably. If you don't, you can find it easily. Um, I, I, the best way I think I can describe The Pretender as it fits in this album is if I was a huge Foo, Foo Fighters fan at mm-hmm. the time which I wasn't. But if I was, and I had not heard this on the radio or anything, and that's the first song I popped on, I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah. Right? It's a good song. It's a good song. It's very... It's it's, rocking. It's rocking, and it's it's true to Foo Fighters. It is... Like, there's a different sound. Mm -hmm. There is, like, a very distant beginning to it. Like, I've complained that Dave's, like, whisper vocals are the same volume as everything else. And it still happens a little bit on this album, but with this song, they clearly intentionally draw the very beginning back. Yeah. Um, the, um, the way they go, the way they like build into the first chorus is mm. pretty strong in here. Um, the part I like about it, the, maybe the most, cause, cause it is, I mean, let's, it's a good song, but it's not like a groundbreaker. You know, but what I kind of like about it is that that you've got this little riff, right? I'm gonna play it for you here, or I'm gonna try to. Gosh, I this part. It. Yep. Um, it has kind of like a lead slash signature part, like mm. feel to it, but it's really. They come out of the, I think it's the first chorus that they come out of. Maybe it's the second. But um Are you gonna get it? Oh, I'm gonna get it because <laughs> I wrote the time I time stamped oh, okay. it. Um they they come out of it and it's really just like a very simple, like mm-hmm. typical blues riff that you learn when you first started to play guitar. Oh yeah. It's just like changed up a little mm-hmm. bit, which is really intelligent songwriting yeah right to just like go with the simple but creative shit go, exact go with right what what's the you know simplest thing that sounds good and then just like give it a little tweak yeah a little give it a little sprinkle a little twist give it a little, little sauce sprin- yeah 
put a little stank on yeah. it. Put some stank on it. <laughs> so, so that, as silly and as little as that is, that's kind of what I take away from that song the most. It's like, hey. There's an interview with Dave Grohl talking about this song. And he talks about writing it just like a drum set. Like the the lead part. Dun, 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 dun. That's like the hi-hat. And then you got the... Ba-dun, ba-dun, dun, dun, like in the snare and the bass going on with that. Oh, okay. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. So like this... Yeah. Um, Which really rounds out what Kevin Brennan uh, said on the, our first episode, which is... Clearly, Dave being a drummer, a lot of his writing is like written yeah. as a drummer. And I guess now, I don't know if it started with this album or, or previous ones, but he writes with Taylor. He, mm-hmm. Taylor Hawkins is the drummer. Um, so he, he does the demos with Taylor. Like they do the, the music together and then they typically, Dave adds the vocals later. What I, what I read about this was that actually Dave intentionally tried to get the vocals done either simultaneously or beforehand mm. to kind of like, I don't know. One of my beefs with Foo Fighters is always kind of like, I don't believe it, I guess is the best way to say it. Like when Dave's singing something that's like mega passionate. Yeah. I think mm. maybe part of it is that I know he wrote the vocals to the music and not, and that, that shouldn't matter. I don't know why that, it honestly, it doesn't really bother me. I, I think the real reason is like his delivery to me is not always convincing. Maybe because it's like his scream is always the same scream, you know? So no matter what, I always feel like it comes from the same fl- mm-hmm. place, which is a little manufactured, but um, but he's a great screamer. Don't get me wrong. Dude, have you seen the meme? And it's like no, a bunch of otters, and then Dave's face is show- photoshopped on the otter. And it says, what if I say I'm not like the otters? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's good. Uh-huh. But, I mean, people will make a meme out of any like word. Yeah. that I'm, I, <laughs> um, I guess I'm saying that's, I mean, that's funny. But it's yeah. if you think about it, it's not that good. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's <just> fun. <laughs> what if I say it? Look it up real yeah. quick. Oh, wh- why? Okay, I'll look it up. Why? But I mean, well, you just gotta see it. He do- it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like he's saying otters though. That's why it's not that good Dude. because because it's not, I've never thought. Oh my gosh, he's saying what if I say I'm Type not like the otters? Cool. Oh, because you have an actual person like, dude, I'm not an otter. This one? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because his face looks yeah, funny. Yeah, I know. But it's like this is great radio. People can't see this. He's like the Prince of Otters. <laughs> he is like the Prince so of come Otters. Come to me, Otters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we better move. <laughs> um Number two. Number two is a weird a weird album spot. Dude, I, I love this song. Um Yeah. Let's uh we'll just get to it here. good okay. reminded me of the what's the song damn it what's the song we like from best of you i mean in your honor the second the the, uh, On the second gym. disc yeah i don't know dude i know which one it is it's like over and out no one two three yeah 
Yeah, that is it. Here, we'll play it. Yeah. So, different sounding song, but like I like the acoustic riffs they've got going. Tone's not as good here, but it's a different song, so I'm not complaining. So this goes on for a little bit. And they're kind of like the pretender, there's like a little bit of build to this one. Um, but where where I blow my load, <clears throat> excuse me for this song, um, is when they give the that rip the do 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 they give it some uh some heft oh, later on in like the song. Um so I'm gonna come in right on it. Dude, inject that into my veins. Yeah. That kind that kind of riffing, like and it's catchy. Yeah. Like I've been humming this a lot to yeah. myself. Um there's you know, the chorus this I guess if you'd call this part the chorus, like this part's strong mm. enough, you know. Um you know, I don't like to, you know, tip my hand too early, but this is probably my favorite one on here. Yeah. Um but, God, I hate how they end this song. How, how Dude, this, this is great. Yeah. Oh, they just kind of end it right. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to rewind like 10 seconds so you can hear how they get into the like screaming and um. the cool beefed up riff. Yeah, so they build it, build it, build it. Then they end with the hook rather than big fat chords. And the hook is the best part of the song anyway. And then, like you said, I hate how, I hate how they end this because they just do this. Like, okay. I mean, I think I understand from like the perspective of like the flow of the album. Yeah. Because it just goes into like erase, replace, you know, just like a second after he says that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and without any evidence for this, because I, I thought about it. I was like, well, what would I do differently? And I think that song is a perfect fade-out song. Mm. But they don't do a lot of fade- fade-outs. Fade-outs have kind of like gone by the wayside. Yeah. Most bands don't do fade-outs anymore. Um, but, God, just like take that riff like to infinity yeah. for me. You yeah, know, yeah, but I don't know. I it's like the cutoff of the music is like unset unsettling to me. Not like obviously in a scary way, but like oh, I just don't like where the music mm-hmm. stops, and I don't like when Dave's vocals are like the only thing happening. Yeah, you're saying um, it. <laughs> what? Uh, well, he's saying let it die, man. So. Well, yeah. I mean, he's telling, he's yelling at me like, yeah. "Hey, let it die, <laughs> yeah. bro." But I, I think I just 
like a lot of Foo Fighters songs, I just want it to be a little different. Like yeah. it's so close. Just like do something a little. It's still good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I listen again. Five I, stars. Yeah, would listen. Five stars. Would listen again. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Hey, <clears throat> when I was telling people earlier, like, hey, thanks for listening and passing it along. Don't stop. <laughs> Don't stop. Don't let it die. Subscribe, rate, review. I haven't looked for new reviews recently, but um, I don't want to do an ad in the middle of the an ad for ourselves in the middle of this. So I'm going to move along. Um, so the third song, which is also, you know, what I wanted to say something about the second song of albums. Not that we can do this every episode, but I've been thinking about it a lot. The two slot mm-hmm. seems like a, almost like. It's like a gem, but like a power song. Yeah, and a lot of time, I think different bands value it differently, mm-hmm. or or they like, or they interpret interpret yeah. its importance differently. Like, like clear, let it die is a top. It's a f- single off mm-hmm. the album, so it's like you know clearly an upper tier song. Um, Sad in, but true. Sad but true, super strong in bloom. Yeah, never mind. Sad but true is Metallica from the Black Album, um, selling the drama from live um, on Throwing Copper. But then, a lot of bands, in my opinion, put like an absolute dud at number two. Um, uh, something like I, I can't think of. Uh, for some reason, I can't think of song names right now. Um, Mostly because I skip those, mm. not skip them, but like I don't care for them. Like it, "Man in the Box" is the second song on Facelift from yeah. Alice in Chains. What's the like, third? "Sea of Sorrow." Is that good? Yeah, yeah. But 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 there are a lot of second songs that I'm like, oh, this song mm. not good at all. Um, well, maybe it just has to do with like the where the band is at and like their like what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Well, what I was getting to, and I don't know if you agree with this, but what I was getting to is maybe they feel like song two kind of dictates the versatility, maybe, of mm-hmm. the album. Like, um, like if this is going to, like, Nevermind is maybe a good example. Like, In Bloom is pretty much what the album is. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's a little more of a, like, a mid-tempo rocker compared to mm-hmm. some of the others. and um, And this one is a little heavier than let it die is a little heavier than the rest of the album but it, it does show like oh i see what if you're you saying. couple it with the first song it yeah. shows like a little bit of diversity yeah where, i see what you're saying um uh, it's still strong yeah yeah at times yeah yeah whereas i think maybe some other bands are like okay we got to put something a little different at number two and they might feel like it's strong but mm-hmm. like maybe for me it just doesn't work um Another example would be like Bush with, um, I think Swim or Body. I think Swim is number two. And so like they do everything Zen and it like rocks your socks off. And then the second song is Swim. And it's kind of like a slow, like it's not a ballad, but it's like kind of puts you to sleep as Mm -hmm. much as a rock song can. And it's like a good song, but it misses the mark a little bit. So I don't two the two slot is a weird slot. I think three is even a little weird. Um, three definitely like uh, three's like 
really is the hidden gem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sea of Sorrow that I already mentioned. Holier Than Thou. Yeah. Sea of Sorrow that I already mentioned, the Holier Than Thou. Come As You Are. Yeah. Um, we're we're talking about the same albums here. Um, Erase Replace is the, is the third song on this album. Kind of has like a different feel. You know, I feel like it, it's like the tempo makes it feel like it's swaying. It yeah. really does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, know what I'm saying? What do you... What about this song? Just the drums. I'll tell you right here, this part that's playing right now, I'm on board. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Like, I see what's happening here. And then... I don't know why. The chorus is kind of... Yeah. The chorus, they lose me a little bit. Mm. Because the chorus to me sounds like it belongs... Mostly the the way... Swaying, like you said, is a perfect way to describe it. And to me, it just kind of... It's not that it feels like... It's not the swaying nature. It's that this sounds like it belongs in a bridge. Yeah. This isn't... It's a build. Yeah, it's a build. It doesn't feel like a hooky chorus. Mm. Otherwise, there's not much more for me to say about this yeah. song. It's um, but it is kind of an interesting like. It's not really like a turning point, but it is a turning point for me as far as what I'm expecting mm. from the album. Like the first two, I'm like 100% in, and then this one, I'm like, I don't know. This seems like maybe it's still another Foo Fighters Th- album. This used to be my favorite Foo Fighters album. Really? And this album's like what got me into Foo like deep Foo Fighters. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, sweet, Let It Die is like not a well-known song. Yeah. And this kicks ass. Yeah. You know? It is a single, though. Yeah. I didn't know that. But, again, I don't really listen to the Foo Fighters or the radio. This song's sweet. Dude, four. Fourth song on an album <laughs> is an important... I think four, yeah. a lot of times, is like the best song. Unforgiven. Little Things from Bush. Uh, Bleed the Freak on Facelift. What's that? Never mind. Lithium? No, Breed. Oh, yeah. Which I tried to say a bunch of swear words (laughs) and I stopped myself. (laughs) It rules. Yeah. Breed rules. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of times four might not be a single, but it just like kicks ass. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyway, this one is The Long Road to Ruin. Not the long, just Long Road. Like, this, to me, is, like, a definition of a hit. It's as catchy as hell. It is you know really I mean? catchy. It's su- It's mega catchy. Um, in fact, let's just uh, get to the chorus here. Um, so, let's, I've got... Obviously, there's more than one chorus, but I only have one timestamp for it. So, here we go. I don't mean this as a slight, but if you put like a slide guitar and a fiddle in that chorus, it's a hit country song. You know? Yeah. Like it's a mega poppy. Mm-hmm. The melody is very strong. Um, like I said, that's not a slight, but it's just like, you know what? It 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 fits multiple genres. Like I I guess I'm kind of trying to compliment it. Um, also, rare Foo Fighters guitar solo.
that twang. That is, yeah. <laughs> as I was playing it, I was like, maybe that's what got the country uh, thing in my head. Is that's like a Telecaster mm-hmm. or something? It's some twangy guitar, uh, not as twangy as you know a Brett Mason, for, <laughs> who's your like quintessential studio uh, country guitar player, but um, it's twangy. Yeah, um, who's he? He, he's exactly what I said he yeah. is. He's like not in a band. Oh, he's just, just like if you hear a guitar solo on a nashville country album it's probably brett mason huh like it's not whoever's in that person's mm-hmm. band it's like well we need a guitar so we'll hire brett yeah you know he he's like the guy um so that's long road to ruin um a lot of time i i feel like once you get through four that's when you get that's when you get into the is this album good or mm-hmm. great territory uh, usually if an album's bad you already know and five <laughs> defines it you think yeah does it define it here yeah okay do you like it dude i love this song you love come alive huh so do you think i love come alive no <laughs> <laughs> could you could you tell by how yeah. i started to talk about it yeah what do you think i don't like about come alive his voice <laughs> I mean, yeah, but but mostly the come alive, uh, come alive, come like okay, we get it, <laughs> come alive. Um, I, I guess on this song, like the high E string, he tunes it to a different note. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Um, to give it that like open, mm-hmm. I don't know what it. I haven't played it, but um, I like the riff a lot. Yeah, and and actually like. So you get this like quiet part and then he just repeats come alive over and over and over again. And you know, the purpose of this podcast is I, I don't know, flam up again. Excuse me. Um, get us a producer that can take that out. Um, the purpose of this podcast is really to get people to listen to these things again, not hate on them. So I'm not going to like go through the repeating of, he repeats come alive (laughs) over and over and over and over. Drink every time he says come alive. Drink every, (laughs) and and die. Drink every time he says come alive and never live. Um, So, so I'm not into that. Um, It's a little monotonous, but it gets to the end and you're, and you're like, Oh yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah. This is a good ending. You know what? And I hate to... And that's been, simple. That's just like a bend in two notes. Yeah. Right? This is... Not to be like, Foo Fighters is trying to do what bands I like do. Yeah. This is very new Alice in Chains. Oh. This, it, like, this sounds like something Alice in Chains would put. In fact, it sounds like an Alice in Chains yeah. song a little bit. A lot of the vo- uh, vocal harmonies that Foo Fighters are doing in these later albums are very like Alice in Chainsy. Mm. Not that Alice in Chains invented them, but like Foo Fighters has to realize that that's like the signature sound of Alice in Chains, and because they're cohorts, they're from the same era. Um, but this kind of thing is very like avant-garde in the new. Yeah, I like how this album's like a fusion of "In Your Honor." Yeah. You know what I mean? As well, like, they, and that that's intentional. As oh, is it? Yeah, they, in making this, they were like when they're touring for In Your Honor, they're like you know they're kind of enjoying do the 
the dichotomy mm. of the like heavy album, which we kind of just said was just a Foo Fighters album. Yeah. And then the like acoustic album, and this is a blend of them. Yeah. But say your point. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh you. no! Like as we'll go through, there's more like softer songs. Yes, sir. And this album was like a staple for them. Like this, like this is when they sold out Wembley and played with Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Jimmy Page and Joe Paul Jones. Mm. Mm. Um, Dave played drums on rock and roll and Taylor sang or and Taylor sang that and then Dave sang on Ramble On. Mm. Cool. Um, cool story, bro. That's good. I mean, that's the interesting stuff. I, I feel like I have to wrap it up. I didn't, but I felt like I had to. Um, so, like I said, that now if we're analyzing like where songs fall, it's it's less important until you get to the last one. You know, mm. a lot of a lot of the weaker songs tend to be buried at the end. And when, when you get, um, when you have a really strong album, you find that those songs are still good. And sometimes like a really late one will be like surprisingly good. But a lot of times the weirder songs get put in at the end too. And, and that's what we have a little bit here. Um, I, there's a lot of weird stuff here. Like we, we don't have to analyze every song. Like, like we typically I love do. this song. You do, Stranger. I'm yeah. gl- I'm glad because I was almost gonna just skip it. Really? Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I like how he cranks <laughs> the metronome at the beginning. Oh that. If you guys don't know what you're listening for, do you hear the clicking? That is kind of cool. It's it's a nice song. Mm. It it doesn't like make or break the album for me. Um I I hate to be so dispassionate about something that's so different from the rest of it. Yeah. But, um It's it's like a strong song of this type. Mm. Where all it is is an acoustic guitar and yeah. some vocals and whatever. Um But this is another thing that Foo Fighters do that like kind of bugs me is like like i don't there's not a lot going on on that song it's just like sounds cool mm-hmm. so i don't in i don't have a lot of fun listening it's kind of it. jammy you know what i mean a little bit um this has a bunch of weird stuff in it too cheer up boys was this a single too I have to look that up. I think it is. Yeah, this is the third single. Before Let It Die. I mean, this is a this is a classic Foo Fighters like for me a riff that is like a little too sing-songy for mm-hmm. me. Um, but that's a stupid thing to complain about. I, I just, it sounds like the kind of Foo Fighters I'm not that interested in, but these backups are weird. There's a song on Concrete and Gold that kind of has like the same, you don't know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and we'll get there when we get there. The chorus is strong here. 
It's got sort of that guitar tone that yeah. one by one, a lot of one by uh, one like songs Oh, like the open have. chord thing. The big open chord where you can really hear yeah. the definition from the strings. Um, the, the the backup vocals are, are weird to me. They they sound... Cheap. And Not cheesy, but like... They do sound cheesy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, they sound like old-timey. Yeah. Like they belong on a... I think I've said this... Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, kind like of. Like a barber, barbershop. Like. Yeah. Not exactly, but mm. you, you're getting to the same thing. Like, we're thinking the same thing. We're just not explaining it very well. Um, but, yeah, I have the same feeling. And and it's weird how I almost feel like... I may have said this on a previous album, and I know I'll say it in future ones, but Foo Fighters are almost, like, turning into, like, a classic rock band. Dude, especially, like, these next few songs. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one, um, uh, this album is full of pretty strong choruses. Now, I, I don't always love every part that Foo Fighters put in a song, but this is a cool riff. Dude, I love that like hit. Like, play that back. Hold, just start at the beginning. Yeah. That is a good hit. You're right. Um, so let it ring. Yeah, I like the guitar sounds here. I like again. This sounds like you could make a country song yeah. out of this. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of like Copperhead Road. You know that's the no. Steve Earle song. Um, it's like to me Copper. When I was in Nashville, a lot of bands played Copperhead mm-hmm. Road. And what it sounds like to me. And there's because modern country now is so much really just pop yeah. rock, but like before that came about, Copperhead Road seemed like the song that people would play in Nashville for like the people who liked to rock. Oh, but you're okay. like you're in a country town, yeah. but you like to rock. It's like it's like the White Bandits playing Friends in Low Places. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you're at a rock show, but you want to hear a little country. This is what we'll do for you. Yeah, like, yeehaw! But they're like you're in country town. You want to hear a little heavy metal? Yeah. Here's Copperhead Road. Hell yeah! Um, I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, it's not. It's a cool song actually. Um, but uh, here's the chorus that I like. I like the beat. You know what I mean? Confession, I haven't decided what my hidden gem is yet for when we get there, but this is a very strong contender. Yeah. This is the kind of thing that I would hope people do from listening to this podcast is hear a, a song like Summer's End, which I think has a very strong chorus, and immediately make enough of a connection with it. They're like, I need to get that album yeah because yeah i'm not saying it's like the greatest song of all time but it is interesting enough and like different enough and good enough and it already has like <clears throat> pretty strong singles right know, right know. and this one isn't what yeah, yeah that's the you're saying what i was trying to say which is like you're not going to hear this uh-huh. yeah i mean you you'll find it on youtube but that sucks like <laughs> yeah. go buy the album yeah. so you can buy have this song um guess what Mike's pleased again. There's another guitar solo. I guess uh, Chris. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah, 
What were you going to say? Chris Schiffler has like some country background, I think. Clearly. Like his guitar sound, we've already said it, sounds country-ish. He, he actually, his solo stuff is country. Is it really? Yeah. Well, it shows. Um, my intention wasn't necessarily to go through every song on here, but you can't skip the ballad of the Beaconsfield Miners. Dude, I want to like play, play this song with like four people. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. To sit around a campfire. <laughs> yeah. Like, that'd be sweet. Do you know the background of this? Yeah. yeah okay. Do you want to tell it? So these miners were trapped in a mine and they're like, what do you need miners? And then this one guy was like, dude, I want the new Foo Fighters album. And it was in your honor at the time. Correct. So they like gave it to him and Dave thought that was badass, which I would too. I was like, hell yeah. These people are trapped, you know, fighting <laughs> for their lives. And they're like, I need some Foo Fighters to get through this. <laughs> yeah. And so he wrote this song ostensibly about them. Um, I mean, it it's, sounds like you're in a mine. Does it? I think so. Let's listen a minute. sure i do feel like i'm trapped in a mine <laughs> while i listen not to this. trapped but like just in a mine that like west virginia sound yeah you know what i mean here's my thing is that that to me this sounds like a joke oh really i think like it's not a joke but that's why I looked up what it was about because mm-hmm. I, I, the the Beaconsfield miners like I this was this happened in Australia I think oh yeah so like I mean I'm sure it was big news but I didn't recall like the when you when I hear Beaconsfield miners I'm not like oh yeah mm-hmm. um so when when I heard this song I was like what what on earth like why would they do this and my first thought was. The only reason this song makes sense on the album is if they're making a little joke. And then I saw what it was called, and then I look it up, and I'm like, oh, it's not a joke at all. And this song sounds fun, and it's like a neat thing to have on the record. But for me, it sounds like... It reminds me of like Peter and the Wolf. It's like a kid's song, is what it sounds like to me. Mm. <clears throat> There's only two parts. Like a ballad... It's a ballad... I don't know if this is according to Hoyle, but like ballad is supposed to mean like a story. Oh. There's only two parts. Mm-hmm. There's and then there's or whatever. Uh, like they turn it around. Yeah. They turn it around a little bit and then it gets faster at the end. And I'm never like, oh, this is the part where they are trapped in the mine. You know, it all it, to I me it all sounds saying. like it sounds like the Seven Dwarfs or like, like doing an assembly. It line. should be like <laughs> like a '60s record. Like that's not like a music album, but it's like an album about like a story. Yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. I got the Star Wars record and like the like like an orchestra like is supposed to take you through the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yes. Like like Peter suspense, and the Wolf. Build suspense mm-hmm. or like a sense of relief. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yes, I would love that. But I understand that they're just trying to write one song. Uh-huh. And and I can kind of see where you're coming from. You brought up like it has that like West Virginia sound where it's like, okay, they... They want it to be a simple acoustic song like based around this riff. Yeah. Well, just like give it a couple different parts. It's basically the same thing mm-hmm. the whole song. And it's so uh it's so um what's the word I'm looking for? There's so much like levity to it. It's so light. It's so like happy go lucky. Uh-huh. Which maybe what he intended was for it to be I'm talking about Dave. Maybe he intended it for be, it to be like, this is what they were like before the mind collapsed. Or mm. maybe this is exactly what he wanted. To, maybe it's a perfect realization of what he thought life was like inside the mind when they were trapped. I don't know. But it doesn't con- clearly doesn't connect with me because I'm throwing a fit about it. <laughs> but, but you're allowed to like it. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, I like this next one. Yeah. Sounds classic rock, dude. It ri- okay. Hold on. I'm gonna go like second by second here. Okay, so here is the beginning. Okay, that first note. I'm like, sounds like Savior from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Now, upon further listens, especially because I know what's coming later, uh, it doesn't sound like that to me anymore. Mm. If you keep going. I'm like they're Leonard Skinnerd now. Yeah, you know, um, which me, is they have three guitar players now, so they practically are Leonard yeah. Skinnerd. To me, it's the cymbals that bring that like classic rock feel. It's just like splash. Yeah, yeah, you know it, what I mean? yeah. And it's this not, is very classic rocky. What were you gonna say? It's not like a crash. It's like smooth. Mm-hmm. Here it is again. And now I'm like, oh, they're the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. You know? I see what you're saying. Um, This song's, uh, it's cool. Yeah. It's got a good chorus. Um, But like I've said already, this song, there, this album is a lot about strong choruses for mm-hmm. me. This, this has them. Um, I don't know. You got anything else about this one? No. It, it was important for me to go through the beginning. That's why... Uh, I wanted to make sure we covered that. This one. one's one of my favorites, dude. Man, you got a lot of favorites. I would have skipped know, over some of these, but but honestly, <laughs> dude, maybe not honest. this one. <laughs> Was that intentional? Uh, yes. Do, what do you think about the uh, like the? There's more weird backups in this one. I don't have a timestamp. I'm just gonna try to hit some. I like that. I like the like staccato. Give me back my yeah. <laughs> he might have a different tuning on the guitars here too. Um, yeah, this song's cool. Play the like last part. 
Oh, I know where you're talking about because. Sorry, no fade out. You know it. I did a lot of time stamping. Did you time time. stamp? Yeah, it was in an effort to save time on the podcast, and here we are almost an hour deep. You know what? The timestamp was ineffective there because, like a lot of Foo Fighters songs, if you hear different parts of the song without the context, it's like, well, this is a different song altogether. So here's the like build up to it. That was me knocking on them a little bit. Like I, this, it's so different. From the rest of the song. I like it. It's fu- it is it's good. It's a cool part. I might put it in a different song. Fast forward it to the vocals. Oh, I skipped them, didn't I? Alright. You're right. That's good. It's a good song. I like listening to yeah. it. Yeah. It's just that. Um, I'd be like, if they played this live, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, the last one is Home. Another Beatles-y mm-hmm. uh, grand piano song. Wish I, with you. I like it. I, yeah. I kind of like it too. You know what else I like about it is that it kind of sounds like Dave has a hard time singing it. It's like just barely out of his range mm-hmm. almost uh, when it gets every direction. The, there's even another line later that I didn't timestamp. I'm just going to try to get a good guess. Um, but he just like barely gets it. Maybe it's right here. Just looking for shelter. That's not it, but but it's those notes. And he says, "Echo, silence, patience, and yes, grace." Yes, he in the does. Song. Yep. Um, there's um, w- it's a combination. This is a, a lot of, at least for n- people who aren't trained to sing, like myself. Um, <laughs> um, we're looking at what's on TV and laughing. Um, w- a lot of. A lot of what makes notes hard to sing for me because I don't know how to sing properly is whatever words you're saying. Oh. It makes a big difference, and mm. and that's what it sounds like with Dave because he's he's having a he's hitting the same notes easily earlier in the song, but later you can hear him like struggle to get to that. Yeah, like that note's kind of hard for him. Um, this is a really stupid little thing. But I really like how at the very end of the song, he's like, some of them living, some of them dead. <laughs> like, it's not, I like how he doesn't use a euphemism for uh-huh. dead. He doesn't say like, some of them living, some have passed on. Like, mm. like no, they're dead. Yeah. Dead. Like, he flat out, and he enunciates that second D, dead. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. And as I was listening to it, I was like, because, you know, when he says some of them living, you know what the second line is yeah. going to be like. And I was thinking, as I was listening, please stay dead. Yeah. And he did it. He did it. Dude, he came through, bro. Yeah. Um, I have a timestamp here. I, maybe this is where he does it. Them dead. 
hit. There it is. So he says, some of them living, some of them dead. You're getting good at the... Well, you know, I needed to tidy this up. Yeah. We've got a lot of listeners now. You know, we can't be this, like, crappy... <laughs> this... <clears throat> Talking about poop, <laughs> podcast, and whatnot. We got to be the real deal. Dude. Before we start charging people yeah. to listen to this. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Bye. No, not bye. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's time for, it's time for cover, cut, hidden that, gem. That it, like, you're like, no. <laughs> no. Uh, time for cover, cut, hidden gem. So if you were going to cover one of these. Pretender. Pretender, you know, I'm not going to say Pretender this time. Yeah. I know we with Foo Fighters recently, we've kind of been like... The hit. The hit yeah. is the one we do. And if I were going to crap on the Foo Fighters some more, it, it would be that a, a lot of that is like... Their singles really are the best songs. Mm-hmm. And in for me, a lot of times my favorite albums are the ones where the singles are... Certainly good, but not the best yeah. song that is on the album. But um, Pretender is very good, but I think I'd do Long Road to Ruin if it were us. It, it's, it moves a little more. That's my hidden gem. People, it, You can't be because oh, it's, a, it's single? a single, bro. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Long Road to Ruin ha- is a little more fun and kind of dancey, mm. so I'd pick that one. If you were going to cut one, it sounds like you really like this album, and I do too, by the way. But if you were going to cut one, can you cut one? Probably erase, replace, or cheer up. Okay. Yeah. Erase, uh, replace, because I can't be like fiddly-doo-dah. Yeah. Like, I pick one, dude. Mm. Erase, replace, gone. You've influenced me. Um, hmm. Because it, even though I clearly dislike Ballad of the Beaconsfield Miners, like... It does kind of have a plate. You know what? No. <laughs> Get rid of that one. Ballad of Beaconsfield Miners. This album is better without it. Um, there's enough weirdish stuff mm-hmm. on here for me. Um, yeah. Get rid of that one. Okay. Hidden Gem. Hidden Gem, for those of you who are first-time listeners, welcome to the show, is our favorite song in the album that was not a single. So you can't choose The Pretender, Long Road to Ruin, Cheer Up Boys, or Let It Die. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, yeah, mine's going to be... I think it's Summer's End. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you saying yeah because that's yours too? Or Summer's End was the one, for those who don't remember, Some, Summer's End is the one that I used to implore you to buy the album. Yeah. See, I like <clears throat> Summer's End more now than I did. Yeah. But I think my favorite... No, not that one. I pointed at Come Alive. Probably I, Stranger Things Have Happened. Really? That yeah. one is good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's definitely different. Stranger Things Have Happened is the one that makes me feel like I can get rid of the Ballad of the Beacons yeah. the Miners. Because okay. Stranger Things Have Happened is the like acoustic-y yeah. soft song, so right. I don't think you need two of those, and you definitely don't need the crappy one of the mm-hmm. two. Oh, man, I dumped on it again. One last, <laughs> oh, chance, <man. laughs> one last chance to dump on it before we go. So... <clears throat> we're about to record our second episode of the day right after this. We're going to skip ahead, but next week for you is Wasting Light, where we might have a guest. Might. Probably going to have a guest. Pro- probably. But for now, bye. Bye. Get wet. Get wet. I got a story. 
Brown boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. Story. 